0: If you need to be on your level. If you mention Kansas City, where Hell Alex yeah. Gold is host of Cody and Gold and of course that betting show, 610 Sports Kansas City, you can't forget that there's a lot of barbecue there. Yet I know this about you. You love Chipotle more than anything else under the sun. How many times this week have you eaten Chipotle?
1: Uh so I, I had it for dinner tonight, uh, first of all. So <laughs> good to be with you guys. Uh we're we're usually at three or four times three or four times a week. Like, I don't want to give them too much love, but I will, I will say this. Uh, we're, we're in a rocky situation. Now I got an email said I won free Chipotle for a year. What? Uh, Then they sent it in error to everybody that had a January 12th birthday. It was a huge glitch in the system. And all they did is give me one burrito instead of the 50, uh, 56 or whatever. 52. Sorry.
0: Oh, that's brutal. I would be so mad. You'd be like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to Qdova instead. You're going someplace different. You're not getting my business. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' his ankle, biggest story down there. I, I'm assuming. I feel like I'm not going out on a limb saying that. Uh, what are you hearing at this point? How, again, you, nobody's fully healthy at this point in the season, but the obvious question is, is he going to be mobile? He's obviously incredibly successful just throwing from within the pocket, but even if he's standing there and he's protected, the, the ankle is still going to be some sort of a factor if it's not 100%. Where have you heard he is at this point?
1: So you're right. I mean, he's not going to be 100%. We're talking about a high ankle sprain. It probably would be, what, March or so, if we're really being honest, before anybody's going to be 100% uh, from a high ankle sprain. However, there's been more optimism as the week has gone on, guys. I mean, if you take a look at where we were at on Monday, kind of thinking worst-case scenario type of stuff here in Kansas City, and then uh, seeing some of the the quick clips of practice video, and then everything that Mahomes has said, at least publicly, uh, about you know maybe even being a better spot than he thought he would be in. So now there's some optimism uh, in terms of what he's going to be able to bring to the table. I think we we won't know for sure right until he steps on the field. He even acknowledged that you know it might be some things that he thinks he can do right now, but maybe he finds out in the first quarter of the game that you know what that's just a limitation for his ankle. You know, I, my guess if you ask me to put a percentage on where his mobility is at. Uh, 70 or 75% would be my guess to see where he's at. And then he's still a pocket passer and probably still one of the best pocket passers, if not the best, in the league. Uh, the question will be on those plays that we've seen him make a lot of times in the postseason, whether it was an AFC title game a couple of years ago against Tennessee where he ran up the sideline and it was kind of an iconic play in his career already. That kind of play is probably out the window. Um, but at the same time, I think if you know Cincinnati looks at him and, and says, you know what, we don't need to have a spy on him this go-around because of the mobility, know if if the C parts in the middle of the field or something like that I I think you know depending on what the rushing yard prop uh, is for him it might be actually an interesting one still to look at I don't think we have a number yet still guys on that but if it's anything below like seven and a half yards I'd still take the over that he's gonna find a way to get you 10 yards rushing in this game
2: that's a really good point if you look at uh, Joe Burrow and what he's done uh, against the Chiefs 121 passer rating 327 yards per game through the air uh, on average uh, just shredded Kansas City's defense even in the last matchup just a couple of months back. And and what do you think that they're going to do in terms of, like, scheming? Because I, I saw some stuff about how they double team Chris Jones in Kansas City territory and sort of mixed things up. Well, what do you expect uh, Spagnola to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, the key is uh, for Kansas City is can anybody else outside of Chris Jones step up and get pressure? Because you're right. I mean, whether it's Cincinnati or anybody else, Chris Jones is going to draw all the attention. He's a game record. They know that Uh, he's someone that can make your day very difficult. However, against Cincinnati, this is an offensive line, even last year uh, where we had a bottom five offensive line in football. And now we know they're missing multiple offensive linemen where the Chiefs, for whatever reason, have really struggled to get to Joe Burrow. To me, it's the most important thing. In this game, so with Spags to answer your direct question, Steve Spagnuolo, I mean, he's going to blitz. That's his mo. He is going to bring pressure. He's going to blitz. But how often does he have to do that? I I would argue that if you can't make this thing work uh, at Arrowhead in an AFC title game when you have the second best sack team in football, the Chiefs have been that this year, and there's three offensive linemen that are injured, if you can't get to Joe Burrow finally this go around, like you have no excuse whatsoever. It simply has to happen this matchup. Uh, and if they can't get home to Joe Burrow, then we'll be talking about on Monday the Chiefs going to 0-4 against Burrow and company and Joe Burrow going to another Super Bowl because it's plain and simple for me. They, they have to get in his face and not just pressure, but they actually have to get you know that crucial third and six sack. Who's going to close out the game for Kansas City this go around? If they had someone that could do that last year in the title game like Chris Jones, who could actually bring Burrow down, uh, then then we'd be talking about that Chiefs probably have going to gone to the Super Bowl last year. That's how important I think it is for this game on Sunday.
2: If you had to guess who that playmaker would be, who do you think that is?
1: You know, so I mean Chris Jones is going to get double team. I, I would right. like to think the guy that had 15 and a half sacks, that's an all-pro that is going to finish second or third in in defensive player of the year like to me it is your time to step up. I think I told you guys last week we talked about, you know, the guy doesn't have a playoff sack in his career. I mean, if there was ever a time for, for him to finally get on the board with that, it, it feels like this is it. Outside of that, um, I actually would lean more towards uh, someone like Frank Clark, who, while he's been frustrated uh, you know, at times with his fans' reaction to him and fans have been frustrated with him, in the playoffs, he is a different player. And last week, we saw him get another sack. Uh, he's now tied with, I think... Uh, Uh, Ryan's guy, Reggie White, for fourth all-time in postseason sacks. So, (laughs) uh, you know, he's someone that steps up in the postseason. So that would be my next guess in terms of of actually getting pressure and, and getting that sack finally of Joe Burrow.
3: Alex, we had Cody on earlier this week, and I was shocked that he picked the Chiefs to win this game. So I'm not even going to ask you your pick for the game, but I want to ask you <laughs> Is what you think the running back splits are going to look like. I'm going under on Pacheco, which I'm a big Pacheco fan, but I think he gets out-snapped here by McKinnon, because I think McKinnon's better in pass pro, worried about Mahomes. I'm all over the Chiefs this weekend, so I'm Team Kansas City. I've been listening to you guys all week on the Odyssey app. I'm there with you. I'm jacked for this game. But what do you think about that? Uh, do you think we see less of Pacheco, maybe more of McKinnon because of the pass blocking? Or is that a dumb angle? And you could be honest. No, it's,
1: inter- it's interesting you said that about Pacheco. So I'm with you on the angle that, hey, McKinnon might have to be kept in more often, yeah. and we know he's a great pass protector. And so to me, I'm looking at attacking it where I'm going under on McKinnon receiving even, under 29 and a half. I'm going under on his receptions. I believe it's set at three and a half yep. or four. That's kind of how I'm approaching that. So I think you're on the right track. My only thing is I actually like the over Pacheco rushing. For yardage it's at what 48 yards or so that seems really low to me guys because i still think when it comes to second half football fourth quarter pacheco's the guy that's going to get the carries not mckinnon and pacheco's gone over that total i think it's 11 or 12 times this season he had over 60 in the week 13 matchup i don't know what's going that total seems awfully low to me uh so i actually like the over for pacheco
0: talking to alex gold bet mgm tonight uh you know look I think a lot of people are going into this expecting this game to be a high-scoring game. Couple of quarterbacks love to throw the football. I mean, the passing props in this—it's two eighty and a half, I think, for Burrow. Two eighty-five and a half for for Mahomes. It's just—it's big numbers, and that's what we expect. Looking at what we have on paper, do you expect the game to play out that way?
1: Well, I certainly think it's going to be another close one, right? And so game script-wise, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be laying off the gas or anything like that. I expect this to be a full go for the entire duration of this contest. We all know how these first three matchups have gone, even going back a couple years ago. You know, the margin of victory has been three in every single game, this nine points overall. I mean, the Chiefs – have had double-digit leads in in two of them. Cincinnati, of course, has been able to close these games out and have the better fourth quarter. So to answer your question, I actually lean towards the over in this game. Uh, Depending on the number, you can get it at uh, at 48. And I just think it's because both offenses – uh, are going to be attacking throughout. We're going to see, I think, some fourth downs that both teams will be willing to go for. I think both coaches recognize that, that field goals probably aren't getting this this thing done to, uh, on Sunday night.
3: So uh, Mahomes has obviously been to the two Super Bowls, and you know, I think if they lose this game, if he loses this game, we're turning this into a legacy game. Like if you're watching the NFL Network, which I absolutely hate, and I get Burrow would be 4-0, <laughs> but it's not like they're playing one-on-one. As a Packers fan, this is what we do with Rodgers, and now that he's leaving, all I hear about is the one Super Bowl ring let's say they lose this game is like everything coming down on mahomes Does everything fall on mahomes are you guys smart enough football fans to realize it's 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 you know he's just doing his 111 this is a team sport we've been prepping everybody in Kansas City
1: already for like you know what what potentially yeah. the, the the scenarios are come monday because we can all see it coming right <laughs> yeah, you know exactly man. what's happening uh, <laughs> it, look joe burrow i think is the second best quarterback in football i think he's incredible uh, i think he has surpassed uh, Josh Allen to a certain extent because he has won these big games, um, but let's say Joe Burrow wins on Sunday night and gets to four and zero, he needs to then go and win the Super Bowl first and foremost. Yes, uh, to get to the one ring, uh, then it puts him in position for next season to go out and improve that maybe he is right above Patrick Mahomes. That requires him to do that, in my opinion. Um, I think we look at the first five years of Mahomes' career. We've never seen a quarterback have a better first five. Talking about five AFC title games, obviously, hosted. We know he already has an MVP. He's going to pick up his second MVP here in about two weeks uh, out in Glendale. Uh, We just continue to look at uh, what he's been a Super Bowl MVP, of course, as well. So I think the, the discussion that Burrow Will surpass Mahomes with a win to me is absolutely insane. I don't think there's a negative for either quarterback necessarily uh, with the loss on Sunday in terms of legacy, um, because I don't think it means that Joe Burrow is any different suddenly. I don't think it means Patrick Mahomes is any different. It can only help both these guys, right? Like you know, for, for Burrow it puts him in position to finally, uh, you know, not finally, but to find you know to, to get a ring, to right. find a way to get a ring, and then for for Patrick Mahomes, it obviously puts him in position to go to his. Uh, third Super Bowl in four years are you kidding me so that's what's at stake on Sunday night
2: if we're talking about props Alex I need your best ones because I think these matchups are going to be too close to call right unless I want to bet the game live I can't call the Eagles one I can't call this one Uh, I just need your best props really So a couple, let's go
1: through them. No, I love it. I I love it. Uh, So real quick, I mean, Kadarius Tony, I don't like the yardage for him. I'm staying away from the yardage. I love the anytime touchdown. I understand it's crept down to where value-wise, I'll admit, it's probably not the the best value play by any means, like plus 240 maybe at last check or so for Kadarius Tony to get a touchdown. But I think uh, Cincinnati hasn't seen a wide receiver like him just in terms of his particular skill set and how shifty he is like he doesn't need five catches for 65 yards. And in fact, I I, I don't think he's going to even get like 40 or 50 yards receiving. I think he's a guy in the red zone where he might have four jet sweeps in this game guys, because I think it, all it takes is one of these for him to bust through. And so I like an anytime touchdown for Kadarius Tony, uh, I mentioned with Ryan, you know, I, I really do like Pacheco. I think the numbers off by maybe 12 to 15 yards uh, personally on um, Pacheco over rushing yards in this particular game. I don't, I don't get the number whatsoever for him. And then, uh, otherwise, on defense, you know, to me, there's some intriguing flyer options on, on a couple long shot bets for a Chiefs player to have two sacks. Uh, that would be uh, Chris Jones, who we, we know hasn't had the playoff sack, but considering what's at stake, and I think finally maybe we see the damn break on that uh, offensive line for Cincy the same way we saw it it'll break with injuries to the, against the Chiefs, against Tampa, I should say, uh, in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Like At some point, I do feel like Joe Burrow won't be able to continue to mask that offensive line. So Chris Jones to get two sacks uh is plus five fifty, uh, which Ooh. I think is kind of intriguing.
2: Ooh, really right. quick, really quick. I have nine receptions. <laughs> I had
1: one
0: for him. Oh, You're okay, stealing go, go, this. Go. No, no, no. You know
1: what? No, Tristan, please. Do
0: you have a was just was to going to ask
2: this about this parlay really quick. really nine receptions, ninety-five yards, and yards least one touchdown one touchdown is Kelsey Yay or nay?
1: So, I am I would be with you 100% until about three hours ago. I'm a little, little slightly concerned. I don't know if you guys have seen the update out of Kansas City this afternoon. All of a sudden, he was listed as questionable for the game with a back injury. Now, he was a full participant. That's the key part here. Full participant, uh, missed his media availability. I'm hoping it was a situation where, after practice, he said, you know what, my back's a little tight. Let's get some, re- some treatment on it. And then they just said, hey, we got to mark him as questionable. But that's my only hesitation with it. But I- I'm with you on the Anytime Touchdown. And Travis Kelsey uh, basically is averaging 100 yards in every postseason game, essentially. So I, I at 4-1, to one, though, I think you can still take a flyer on it. But the back injury is something to, to keep an eye on heading into Sunday. Is it or is it them
0: just messing with the Bengals? Like, let's make them think he's got a back injury. So they just, you know, you just will yeah, trade him into Yeah, you're
2: about to put the and, entire team on it probably yeah.
0: I don't believe it for one second. <laughs> Do we
1: think we, like, overblow that a lot? Because I thought the same thing with Mahomes' ankle all week. But, like, look, if you're Cincinnati, you're game planning, and you have all week for Kelsey. You've been game planning for Mahomes all week. Nobody actually thinks Chad Henney or Blake Bell or Noah Gray is going to be the the number one tight end for this team. So, I'm with you, but at the same time, like, I don't don't think Cincinnati's getting fooled by anything at this point.
0: Travis Kelsey will take all the painkillers he needs to play in this game. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. Alex Gold, 6'10 Sports in Kansas City. Good talking to you, man. Thanks,
3: Alex.